How we doing? Fraser Friday, FT Live, Ron Kratz, and Todd Vada with us. What's up? Ready What's to go. Up? Actually, I want to start with Kratzy, though. Dude, Kratz, stop I, it. I, I encourage people to send us notes. I'm not going to do like, you know, a 20 back and forth combo with people on Instagram, but I mostly answer most of the DMs we get with baseball questions. Actually, there was a dude on yesterday who was complaining about our conversation about the Astros and the sign stealing from the Legends territory that we oh. talked to Todd Father about. And mm. I wrote him back and say, hey, listen, like we cover every team. I don't think we overdo it with the Astros stuff. We tell it like it is, but also have a ton of respect for the wins they put together, whatever. And he was like, oh, thanks. He was like, I was just chiming in because I'm pissed. Usually when you come back it. at those guys that understand a little bit about who we are, it's like, bro, they just commented back. Like, this is the coolest thing. Yeah. They're like, oh, no, no disrespect. But, dude, you're a great ball player or something like that. And then you'll get the ones that are nasty. But most of them are like, yo, I didn't mean nothing by a player. And just move Exactly. On. It yeah. was very cordial. It was very cordial. It was nice. He was like, hey, I watch and listen to you guys all the time. He just, they don't think hey, you'll there's come other back, places, you know, there's if you're if you're another podcast or a digital show that covers just one team, you're very anti Astros. It might be a very different case. So with this, it was yep. like, oh, wait, we cover all 30 teams. No big deal. All right. So and then I had one other note um, from someone who said, tell Eric, I went to school with someone who's related to him. Boyer Town High School. He will know. Mm, Boyer. Does Boyer that mean anything town. to you? I'm not related to anybody. Boyer Town. All right. I'm going to I'm going to let him know. And then the, the follow up was, are you going to ask him on air? And so there you go. Yeah, I asked absolutely. him on air. Boyertown, what, what Boyertown what, Bears. Those, those dudes were playing sports against them coming up. I'm not sure who he's talking about. What's the name? What's the account name? Is the last account? name's Kratz. Oh, what's the account name? I'll give oh, it to you. If the last name's Kratz, I'm probably not related. Sorry. <laughs> it's, I know it sounds crazy, but like something happened in my family tree where like I'm related to very few Kratzes. Kratz so. with an S? No. Oh, he yeah. said the kid's last name was Kratz. It's LGM52 yeah. is the name of the account. So. He was, yeah, he no, was, he, he was, no, no, you know who he is, but you don't want to bring it up. Hey, we got to dig into this a little more because <laughs> something happened with him and LG Kratzy. That's no. the real Kratz. Please stand up. No, no, no. 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 We'll do saying. some more digging. I'm not related to a lot of Kratzes, but there's definitely Kratzes out there that have come up and be like, like this one dude was like, yeah. My wife said she's your second cousin. She's, <laughs> she, her, her dad used to be a Kratz or something like that. And I was like, Kratz, a Kratzman. It's a dead giveaway. Not a craftsman, but a Kratzman. Mm. <laughs> oh, I like that. Too far? The Kratzman Too far. and the uh-huh. Todd father are charging the mask. Yes. And we are getting to Ken Rosenthal's latest on Dylan Cease, <clears throat> what he's hearing about the trade market for what looks like one of the bigger prizes of the offseason when he does eventually get moved. And he will get moved, people, okay? I hope so. So, Jeez. yeah, I think so. And, hey, Todd Father, the Yankees are exploring Montgomery and Snell, but also mm-hmm. Dylan I've Cease. Heard. I've heard. And okay. the White Sox, according to Ken, are weighing offers. The Yankees and Orioles are among those to express sincere interest, according to major league sources that briefed Ken on the discussions. He said he's not exactly sure about which other ones seem to be, you know, up in the mix. But St. Louis, Boston, and the Dodgers were mentioned. He seemed to say that the Reds and the Braves are out on a mm-hmm. scenario like that. And the question mark. So let's focus on the Yanks and the Orioles. The question mark for me, Todd Father, is 
You have the Yankees giving up some solid pitching depth just now to acquire Juan Soto. Mm -hmm. The Baltimore Orioles are so freaking loaded with their farm system, their young players that just entered the bigs. There's pitching. There's a ton of position players. You can make the case there are too many position players. If this is a battle between those two sides in a bidding war, I don't think it's even close. It's just a matter of aggressiveness. Do the Yankees feel a desperation point that they're not interested or can't connect with Montgomery and Snell, that they kind of unload another layer of prospects and, I guess, some pitching depth that they might need down the stretch this year versus an Orioles team that can easily beat them but might be a little shy on giving up prospects because they're not going to be paying for players. So this is their advantage that they have in the depth department, that they can have a whole roster of players making seven hundred grand. Yeah, well, from what I'm hearing, I know Snell, before I get on the other stuff, that wants to come to Yankee Stadium and play there. Um, I don't know who wouldn't. It's just one of those places where I'm biased. Kratzer, you're a little biased too, but it's a great place to play, just like L.A. is, just like, you know, some of these other places. Baltimore is a great place to play if you're a hitter, you know? Maybe not anymore. Mm, Maybe not not anymore. Not as much. I I take that back. But, yes, let's go to Dylan Cease. He has – a bunch of suitors, as we've heard here. Um, the Orioles, get rid of a couple of your prospects for this guy. Dylan Cease is a really good baseball player, as we know. Kratzy's looking at me like, hmm, I don't know. You got a bunch of guys that are ready to play that can help out the White Sox. And you know what? They might not be good for the first couple of years, but they're going to eventually be taken off like they can. And he's a really good pitcher. They need pitching. Yankees need pitching. Everybody needs pitching. Dylan Cease will help any ball club. It's a matter of who you're willing to give up. And I think the Orioles right now are the first team that should be doing it because they need a guy like this to solidify, not solidify, they'll need more pieces, but this is a number one caliber starter for them. And then they move on from there. This will be something that Baltimore can look back on and be like, you know what? All right, we did our due diligence and we got a guy here. Let's go on. Let's try and get over that hump, Kratzy. I don't know that Dylan Cease is a number one. I don't think he's not for the than, Orioles if he goes there. I don't think he's better than Bradish. I think if you're looking for mm. a guy who is not only going to help Bradish get better, just speaking just on the Orioles, not on the Yankees. Sure. Burns is the guy. Burns is the guy. I think everyone's overhyping the two years that Dylan Cease is available. And I, I love Dylan Cease's durability. Burns gives you durability. I think Burns t- is that next step. He's that ace compared to Dylan Cease maybe being your number two. There's no issue being an, a number two. If you're coming in and he's your second starter in a playoff game, woo. you are good. Not woo. I like, I don't, I, I don't I'm going woo. woo. I'm going woo. So, so you think the Orioles, <clears throat> what you just said, they need to do more. Yes, of you course. You think the Orioles are done if – I don't think they should be. But based on how they're moving – they're done because they're not willing to part with prospects. Go ahead. Scott has something to say. Yeah. You're good, uh, sir. Oh, hi. Um, Corbin Burns isn't getting traded. Oh, why is that? He's just not. Robert Murray, friend of the show, came out yesterday and said it's looking very, very likely that he's not being dealt. You always have to weigh a player not being dealt versus a front office member leaking that to try and make it. Mm-hmm tougher to pry a player away, right? To try and boost an asking price. But I genuinely believe that Milwaukee is not going to do much to give them, you know, 
a net positive this offseason, but I don't think they're stripping it down. I, I just don't think it's their style. I think that they're bitter about losing counsel, and they won the division. So I don't think he is being dealt right now. All right, let's do this. Raise your hand if you think that Corbin Burns will be on the Milwaukee Brewers on opening day. Okay, so now let's look at the trade market again. Unless you're paying $150 plus million a year for a Snell or a Montgomery, and there's only two that are at that level, right? It sounds like Imanaga, for example, is, is a little scary for the Yanks because he's an extreme fly ball pitcher with low velo and also doesn't project to be a one or a two. So you got two guys that could project towards the top of a rotation that cost a ton of money or Dylan Cease for two years, $25 million. In 2022, his ERA was 2.02. He had in, some inconsistency last year. He had fucking terrible defense behind him with the White Sox last year. To me, it looks like a classic change of scenery, and he looks like the 2022 version again with a two-and-a-half ERA, just mowing hitters down with that slider. So I think he is a one. Sure, if he joins the Orioles' Krats and you want to say Bradish is one, he's two. He's still a one. They just would have two ones, in my opinion. Agreed. Can't have two ones. <laughs> one A, one B. One plus one equals I have two ones. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> No, I, I hear you, and I, I said that when they traded Hauser. When they traded Hauser, they were, you know, it was like, well, why would you trade Hauser and and uh, Tyron Taylor? Like, they got – essentially got rid of the amount of money that it was going to take to possibly give Burns a raise in arbitration. So, that was – to me, that was the first step that I felt like they're moving in the direction to keep Burnsy. But there's other play- like to me, like if you're if you're the Braves, and I know this is completely outside of the box. Nobody ever does this, but I don't understand why we can't look at this type of thing. Everyone's talking about one year deals. Okay, the Braves won the playoffs. I mean, won the division last year. The Brewers won the division last year. All of a sudden, the Brewers, because they're a low, you know, a lower, a small market team, the smallest market team, they're looking to get rid of their ace. Why aren't the Braves looking to get rid of Max Freed and sign Jordan Montgomery? If they really, if they're not going to re-sign Max Freed, why is okay, he not ready? Go ahead. Um, number one, they won't pay Jordan Montgomery 150 plus million dollars. That's not generally what the Braves do. You saw what they just did with Sale. They're paying him two years, twenty. They don't do that. It's just it's not in their DNA. They're not going to sign a pitcher like that off the market when they've got all these extension dudes. They tried to sign money. Nola. They're, they're not going for Montgomery. And also, sure, I guess they tried to sign Nola. Um, I don't know how real the offer was, but... I heard it was close. Not. I heard it was it was almost essentially the exact same thing, and Nola got that from the Phillies because he wanted to stay with the Phillies. Okay. So, so but, to But me- trading Max Freed, that hurts your team. I, I get what you're saying. You replace it with another dude that you feel good about, but I don't know. I don't see that. It's, it, it's like it's uh, the same. It's the same thing. It's the same thing with the Phillies going after going after uh, Yamamoto. We've gotten way off topic here because we're talking about Orioles. That's and, okay. That, Orioles, this is why it's a great show. But we're talking yeah. about they. You know, the <clears throat> Phillies supposedly made an offer at Yamamoto. Was that the money that they're going to try to give Wheeler? I'm not saying they're giving him 300 million, but it is like it's one or the other. 
So what happens if you sign Yamamoto this year, if you're the Phillies? Does Zach Wheeler become available to these teams? No. Or you have no. three guys. Everybody, everybody wants their team to have five of the best starters. Everybody's talking about the Dodgers right now. The Dodgers don't have anybody that's thrown over 25 starts in the last two seasons. That's why they need yeah, but more. Are, are you looking for a guy that's giving you 30 starts, or are you looking for a guy that's winning you a playoff game? Because there's two pieces to the puzzle here, right? If you have yep. depth or you can get through the regular season, the problem for the Dodgers was they got through the regular season. They didn't have guys that they could trust to hand the baseball in the postseason, okay. right? And the Braves were looking at a somewhat similar issue where if you look at this coming season, they have quite a few dudes that are on the younger side that they don't know what they're going to turn into, but they now feel a little better when they add someone like Chris Sale, even if he only gives them 15 starts. They're like, can we just get him to the postseason? And if he's got the fastball slider combo working with a close to 30% K percentage, we feel like he could give us five innings in the playoffs. I'm just telling you how some of these organizations think, in my and this mind. Is, and this is exactly the long way around the argument that I'm getting to with the Orioles then. So why is everybody pushing for the Orioles to sign somebody? Because What's their playoff rotation? They Bradish, love Grayson Rodriguez. Grayson Rodriguez and, and Bradish. Okay. That, AL East I'm, is different too. You got to get through a beast. Like It's not auto that you won the division last year. Everything's going to turn the same way this year and all the young dudes are going to thrive. Like you're going to deal with some di uh, adversity. And if that's the case, Todd father, are the Orioles a lock to win the AL East? I know what you're going to say. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. That AL East is up in the air. I don't care who you got. It's crazy, man. To think, you know, you see the rosters from the Yankees, you see the rosters from the other teams. It's like, Oh, well, Yankees should cruise through. Well, it's not going to happen. You need pitching. So, they got to go out there and fight. And I want to go back to some of the other teams. You see, like, the Red Sox in there. It's like the, the Cardinals. Like, it always – they always sprinkle in a couple other teams. And What are you looking at? I don't know what you're looking no, at. I'm just, I, <laughs> I got my little notes here. But it's just funny how some of these teams, they never get these guys. And why? Why not? Why don't they go to these places? Is it because of the money? Because of the scenery? Because they're you not – trades or yeah, free agents? Trades, free – both. They'll get, they well, I have a question get, for you, Top Father. You said, you said Blake Snell. Blake wants Snell. To pitch at Yankee I, that, that's, Stadium. that's who is everybody that should be going sources? for right now. No, is that that's inside sources. No, I, 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 I read it. I, I don't know who uh, said it, but I, I read it that he wanted to, uh, that he would love to go play in the Bronx. That's what I mean. I can't quote anybody. I read it online. I forget who said it, but Scott wants inside sources. I can give you an inside source. Hmm. His exact quote was when we played together, I want to go play in Seattle. So if you're oh. a Mariners fan, okay. sorry, you missed out because they're, he wanted to go and play there. <laughs> so he said, screw it. I want to go back to <laughs> uh, the other side of America. Were, dude, bro, I would love to play up there. But knowing him, I think he said that about a lot of places too. Just the way no, he, no, he's it, from there. I, oh, I get it. Okay. He's from, he's from yeah, the he's North, from there. He was pissed this past season that he didn't make the All-Star team because that's his city. And then he, first of yeah. all, you could have made the case that he should have made it. How he make it when he's a Cy Young Award winner? His, his second half was insane. Oh. He had he had a bad yeah. May. He made I some switches. You. And he still had the, the numbers to get there. He just was like right on the outside. You know, he wasn't like a lock, but he was close. And he then he it made him a lot of money. All-Star game. Oh, right. is there, but is it there also one made no? him a lot of money. Why? Because uh, he was pissed and he made some switches 
and then he became the best pitcher in baseball. He, that guy should – any team should be going after him right now. I I would – him, Montgomery, I, I just – I just don't understand why it takes so damn long, man. Scott Boris's. <laughs> oh, that's that's who he has? Yeah. Both of Snell, them. Snell has a 504 ERA entering May 30th, made a start, and then went on a run of 18 consecutive starts where he put together a 129 ERA. Oh, God. This is how Scott with Morris. Ten str- with 10 walks a game. No, I'm just kidding. This is how Yeah, Scott he led Morris. the league. In, yeah. He had the best ERA, the most walks, and the least hits per nine. He is, he is a unicorn. And obviously yes. was a, a strikeout machine too. But I think ahead, there Eric. was a what point. Oh. Go ahead, Scott. Sorry, no, there, were, there was a point where Scott. you were looking at a slider and it was not working the way it usually did. And it made him, and he talked about this, it made him mix his pitches more. Slider mm-hmm. comes back. Felt better about the rest of his arsenal. Boom. He looked like he was on a different level. The, the question is, do you believe that there's consistency there? So we've seen it in the past. We've seen ups and downs. But does the walk rate from someone like him alarm you? Or do you feel like there's anything to his game that says, I'm not giving in no matter what. Rather walk the dude because I know I can punch out the next guy. No, it doesn't alarm me at all. As long as you're putting up zeros. You're putting up a one two nine ERA. Phew. But he's asking, he's asking, does it alarm you in the sense, like, that, if you're a team that's going to sign him, oh, are does you that, like... Do you steer away from that? No, uh, I, I look at the long haul. I look at what what he's... I look at the RA because that's a big stat in okay, baseball. Okay, the long haul would say you don't sign him then. So you, would you not sign him because he had one bad first half but one really great second half? No, talking about, like, his two non... His two Cy Young seasons. And I get it. If you take anybody's two best seasons sure. out, those seasons were elite. His two, his two best seasons. You take him out, and you're talking about like Jack Flaherty type of ERA. So would that steer like you or something? If you're if you're the Yankees right now, would that be like? Eh. No, I love I love yeah. everything that encompasses Blake Snell. Yep, I agree. I agree. You, you, but I know him as a not, person, and teams don't know him personally yeah. unless you were with the Rays, you were with the you know when he first came up, or you're with the Padres. Agree. I think he's a great dude, and I think he's going to be just the same. He's not going to have. I I don't know if he's going to have one two nine ERA, but he's going to be. Why? Why not? I don't know. I I just so then your Yankees the numbers the numbers don't say it. But then your Yankees signed Rodon, and there was definitely some like, ooh, he's a free agent this year. Mm -hmm. He's getting after it. Do we believe in it? First year. Doesn't look like it. Dealt with some injuries. Yeah. Dealt with so. That's why we're here. And we're not the, there. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> that, that is why front offices have a really difficult job trying to figure yeah. that stuff out because you are giving. You're going to end up giving Blake Snell, I think, 180 million dollars. Wow. Okay, but if you're a league average pitcher and you can eat some innings, and I know Snell doesn't need innings like some other dudes do, but he mostly stays on the field. At least he just might not give you you know, consistent six and two-thirds, seven innings, whatever, although almost nobody does, right? You're still worth like $15, $20 million as a pitcher on the free agent market, right? I mean, Frankie Montas just got $16 million, right? So Blake Snell, between those Cy Young seasons, his ERA plus, right, his adjusted ERA, 100th league average, was 104. He was still an above-average pitcher. So he's still probably a $15 to $20 million pitcher if he's that. If he's anything like he was this past season, he's a $50 million pitcher. So do you think in a seven-year period he can do that again, where he at least has two or three standout seasons that are worth 50, right? 
mm-hmm. and then his league average for the other period of that time, then he's worth it. I think so. I like him. I do too. And I like him anywhere. I think he can handle Yankee Stadium. He's pitched there a billion times. You know, he can handle New York. He's a really good interview. He's opened up a ton. He cares. He's got a good build for durability. So I'm in. Uh, Scott, like he had to put the interview part in there too. That that's going to well, get you wins. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm busting it, balls. We all respect a good interview, don't we? We do. We, <laughs> no, do. I do. I do now more than ever. That's right. You know, you're on the other side. You know, <laughs> you were one of those guys. We say, "Oh, Todd Father, we like him." Bro, you should not to change subject, but trying to interview a kid after the Little League World Series, one of the hardest things you ever do in your life. Hey, man, you did great out there. Four for five. You know what were you seeing? I hit well. <laughs> like, All right. Um, well, what are you gonna do after this? After you just won? Ah, uh, trade pins. <laughs> you know your mom's in the stands. You know they're so proud of you. What do you got to say to everybody back home? Thanks, Godfather. <laughs> back can to I you. Make a <laughs> you got to do something crazy. You got to think <clears throat> this year for Little League World Series. You have to have one or two things in your holster where you go. This is going to require a long answer, even if yeah, it's silly, right? I'm gonna have to like, ask you. You're, you're the man at that. I, I can help you. I'm, I'm going to say, you got to take me through one full level of Call of Duty, okay? Tell me exactly yeah. what you did, play by play, in that level, the best level of your life. He can't just yeah. say, oh, I did it well, right? Yeah. He's going to say, no, oh, right. I was with this character, and I took you through this. Might be completely irrelevant, but at least you got 30 seconds out of the kid. And we get to see Todd say duty on TV. That's all I want. <laughs> <laughs> so we can just cut that. So Frankie can just cut that and just read duty. Duty, duty. <laughs> that's good. I like it. I like it. That's that's little league stuff right there. All right. Next up, uh, congratulations to Uncle Mike. Michael Brantley retires after 15 seasons in the bigs. Five-time All-Star, a World Series champ in 2022. Pretty close in 2016 with Cleveland, obviously. But yeah. uh, Doctor Smooth, another great nickname for him. There's JP Morosi with the tweet. He retires with a 298 batting average over 10 seasons with Cleveland and five with the Astros. Played on nine postseason teams. He was beloved. Kind of had a weird finish to his career. Still could yeah. freaking hit, though, and make mm. contact. The one other stat I'll give you is the contact rate for him. 90.8% career contact rate, which is sixth all-time if you have a minimum of 6,000 plate appearances. He finishes right ahead of Kenny Lofton. So 91% of the time he made contact on an at-bat. Anybody know who he originally got traded for? If you do, Scott, don't say it because I think you're more of a historian. What, to the Astros or to who? No. When he got traded. Like who to, it was for, right? Who it was for to go to Cleveland. And where was he before that? I apologize. Where was he before he went to Cleveland? Yeah. Um, well, that might give it away. Oh, help me because I don't know. Yeah, give him the hint. Brewers. Robin Yount. <laughs> he's that old no that's, that's um, grandfather mike so um, so was it was it the big fella your teammate went to the brewers for half a season and maybe put took the over most dominant Milwaukee. went fielder no. my teammate yeah cc he oh, was in the cc trade was he not the player to be right. named later in the cc trade he too? wasn't even the big he wasn't even the big piece of the cc trade poor robin now it was that was <laughs> it was crazy. I mean, what an incredible season. What just a like the dude never even even after I was done playing and watching him play, 
you know he's going through injuries. You know he's going through, you know, back, shoulder, all the, those surgeries that he had. It never looked like there was any effort at all in his swing. And I remember his dad was my first ever big league camp hitting coach, Mickey, who ended up, you know, he was his hitting coach the whole time. And I remember him talking about just, hey, don't try too hard. Don't try too hard. You're a big fella. Don't worry about it. You can hit the ball hard. You don't have to try hard. And I'm like, okay. Well, I think his son was a better listener because <laughs> to almost hit 300 in your career, who do you think the last, the last person – to retire besides Albert Pujols, that was a 300 hitter. Most the, recent. The last one before Albert. Most recent. It's not me. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say Tony Gwynn. No. There's one more recent than that. Robinson Cano. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Over three bills. That's Man, what I read. You're now, I'm, now I'm not. Now I'm not. You're Mister Elias, I'm not, right I'm now. Not, I'm not liking that answer, dude. This guy, I played yeah, against. It was. It was Robbie. I played against this guy all the way, pretty much through the minor leagues, and nothing. He had his facial expression never changed. He always looked like he was blowing bubbles. He always went. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. He's like, this dude can strike out three times, which rarely happened. No, he wasn't. Sure. Rarely happened, or he'd hit five home runs and. Same facial expression. This is the guy I emulated because of, of that. I would get so angry at myself. I'm like, be more like Michael. Be more like, because I'd see him. This guy I looked up to, dude. This guy was phenomenal. He could hit the ball any part of the ballpark. He could drive the ball in any ball, part of the ballpark. He got his foot down early. He's a guy that could just pepper it one way. I mean, he was just phenomenal hitter. And People looked up to him, man. I just remember Triple A watching him, how smooth he was. He was coming into his own. And then in the big leagues, he's just undercover, flying undercover, and then he'd take off. He's like, oh, this is the guy you'll never strike out. And when you did, it was like, whoa, holy cow, we did strike this guy out. So when this guy was hot, he was unstoppable, and it was all singles, doubles, and then he'd sprinkle in a home run here. But proud of him. Congratulations. Well-deserved. And um, like he said, man, I have young kids now, and I want to be a dad first and foremost. And you got to praise somebody like that because that's a big reason why most retire. And for the the career he had, five All Stars, kudos to you, bro. You did it right. A lot of people will commend you, and I commend you. Congratulations. Great, well said. Strikeouts. Seventy six strikeouts was his highest ever, <laughs> and that was in his third season. That was like technically my, is like that was a month and a half for me. First full season in the big leagues. A month and a half for me. Winning player, winning hitter. Winner. Doesn't strike All around out. Winner. Winning player. Hey, question for both of you guys, right? For the player perspective of what we do here. So you mentioned Brantley kind of having that chill, cool demeanor, facial expression, poker face, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. I feel like you get that a lot with players in the bigs. Not all, but right? We we say that a lot. Like, oh, you know, Corey Seeger, he's just here even when he was in his prime anthony rendon he was really just here judge is that a thing is that a thing like does that yes. help you win yes i think it's i can't do that i couldn't do i don't that know what I todd played. thinks i don't no, know what todd thinks but i think i think it's confidence quiet the quieter like we had chef on yesterday gary sheffield was not like 
super exuberant about anything. Yeah, he said everything with his chest yesterday, but like the dudes who are quiet and confident, Jeter, very rarely showed emotion. Like those guys are in it for the grind, the long haul. And to me, it is confidence. Like you know who you are. The dudes who are like, ah, ah, I don't know what's going on next. Ah, this is terrible. This is tough. Those are the guys that are going to grind through their careers and it's not going to be, it looks easy, but I've seen these dudes work in the cage. I've seen the really good hitters work in the cage and I haven't seen any of them that don't do anything and have a career sustained success. I think you hit, hit, the, hit it right on the head there. Confidence, knowing that, what are you going to do, Over for 4? I'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> you know I mean? like, That's not how I lived. No, I no me neither. It took me a while to understand that. And then another over 4 came. It's like, I get them tomorrow. Then another one came. But at the same time, I'm being funny. It's just, it's just the focus and determination of knowing I've prepared myself for these moments all the time. So why do I need to get too high or too low? They always say find that happy medium. And some guys just did. And they just went like this. And they're still going that way. So, again, yeah, you got to be – powerful you got to be athletic got to be a ball player and you know but having the right attitude can change a lot of things because the mind when you play baseball if your mind is calm cool and collective usually good things happen not all the time but usually they do yeah but you can't change who you are like if you're a if you're an energy guy i feel like baseball changes you yeah like you need to be who you are and i feel like for so long baseball has just been like Everybody stay inside the box. Okay, you I, I, are okay. from the like be who you are. Always. But still be respectful. So I think that's I where agree. baseball needs to continue to move. And I think we're moving in that direction. And that's why I love honestly, that's why I love winter ball. And I think anybody who feels like Latin oh, players God. give like too yeah. much too much flair and go all to this a stuff. Winter ball game. Go to go live in the Dominican for six to eight weeks. Like you go to TGI Fridays and they'll put some flair on your burger when they Ooh. when they deliver it to you. Yeah, I love I love that. That's so, the energy I try. To, to me, I would encourage people to be who they are and not try to like fit into this mold of what yeah. they're supposed to be. I would encourage people to even go beyond that and have fun and try to show emotion and see what happens because. I don't know. I think you'll enjoy it more and you'll look back and be like, oh, I wish I had more fun. I feel like there's players I've talked to in the past that say that. And for fans, I want to see Adolis Garcia getting booed like crazy in Houston <laughs> and he bops a homer and he's <coughs> flexing and he's running around the freaking bases like he just saved the world. That's Joey what I'm Joey Votto used to tell me, how do you have so much energy every single damn game? I'm like, bro, that's just, how, that's just who I am. That's you. And if I didn't every have game, that every day. Every day, like it was not <laughs> well from spring training on. If I wasn't talking in the dugout, like I'd be like, I felt like weird. Like, what am I doing? Am I sick? Like, I, I'd have to be saying something, you know, that I'd, I'd chirp the whole damn game. Shut up, Todd. Shut up, 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 See, up, up, up. that's all it takes. <laughs> Let's do Bet MGM right now and then we'll go back to the trade. But the uh, Bet MGM World Series odds, we're reviewing teams from this past season to see how the odds circulate. Um, we're looking at the New York Metropolitans who entered the season as a plus 900 World Series uh, favorite. That is um, that is high praise. Now, by midseason, it looked like they were a mess. They got the Heisman from Jamie Foxx and from the rest of Major League Baseball as 
most teams were like, hey, I know you've got the world's highest payroll ever in baseball history, but that doesn't mean shit. And eventually this team really fell off a cliff and then ended up trading away Scherzer and Verlander. And by uh, July 10th, they were 42 and 48, six games below 500, at plus 6,600 to win the World Series. And then obviously we showed you right, right there at the end, by the time you get to the playoffs, they, they obviously didn't make the playoffs. So um, they were seven games back from the wild card when they were 42 and 48, and people were like, you're done. There was like a few little moments yeah. where they would win a few games in a row. But I mean, it was one of the most disappointing seasons of all time. Yes, of all time. By the time you saw the product, you were like, this isn't that good. But coming into the season, this was the biggest payroll ever with two Hall of Famers at the top of the rotation. And it did not happen for them. Hall of Famers that are, it wasn't like they got guys that were like, ah, we're hanging on, we're trying to get a glitzy, a glitzy team. There wasn't a move last year in the offseason. Money or no money that you were like, ah. I don't know why they did that. They had a world-class closer. They had two first ballot Hall of Famers. Maybe maybe like some of the talk was going to be, ah, you know, are they going to not coexist in this locker room? Ah, well, that got squashed. We're fine. Who cares? They're pitchers. It doesn't matter anyway. They re-signed Nimmo. Like, they had the squad, and nobody chose. Maybe some people didn't choose the team to win the division. But nobody saw what was coming, and I think maybe the Mets were more like fans, making their team based the way that fans would make them. Hey, we got Scherzer. Now we got Verlander, too, coming off the year he just had, and it went, just like it said at the bottom of that, it went off. 10-2, they're off the list. They were no longer available. Mm -mm. It's crazy. The only thing I I will say that, that helped them was they were decisive saying it ain't happening. And they made some very unique moves based off the money that they were able to cover for Scherzer and Verlander to pick up some really, really good prospects. Just Uh, saying. They they went to the top end. Some people will look and be like, oh, well, this team, they got five guys for our one guy. Their one guy that they got in these trades, their marquee prospects that are going to be big league players. Are they going to be all-stars? That is, that's too hard to pick out. But they paid out, as much as they paid in salaries, they paid that much again in prospect capital, buying and eating that money so that they could get something back. So it's, it's exciting, especially when you see them getting a guy like Harrison Bader, because you're kind of already seeing a tiny little fingerprint of what David Stearns did in Milwaukee. The difference is you got kind of like an Andrew Friedman kind of thing. He built something great in Tampa, and now he's going to do the same thing, which will take years. It's going to take time, but now he's going to do it with just the golden purse. Instead of asking, Cohen's going to be – he's just going to be pushing money across the table to Stearns. And he's like, well, actually, I would really like this guy because he hits and plays defense. Oh, thanks. I'll take him. That's that's what's – coming down the line. So Mets fans need to be excited. TJ Mancuso, one of my good friends, huge Mets fan. You will see a World Series in your future.
And hey, for everyone else, if you're new to the party on BetMGM, the $1,500 first bet offer is good when you use the bonus code FOUL, F-O-U-L, download the app, sign up and deposit at least 10 bucks into your new account, place your first wager, and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if the bet loses. And if the bet does lose, your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is settled. Gambling problem or concern? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, so here's the deal. We'll give you a more full breakdown on the YouTube channel, either a live or a video coming up soon on that Mariners trade. We got to digest it because there's multiple trades now too. Luke Rayleigh also getting picked up by the Seattle Mariners. And that's a guy obviously who can do a little platoon action um, against right-handed pitching. But we'll give you more on that. We're going to load up some tweets and the whole deal and, and look out for a live or for a video coming on the FT channel very, very soon. Uh, we'll put a close to this live video and do a little slap hands. Kratzats, what do you got? I want to get to that. I want to get to that live post. I want to see what we're going to say about it. <laughs> Grant and Rail Riders. The jerseys matched the black part of the hat, and then they had lettering around with the Ooh, it's a Friday night gear that they would wear as a blackout the park night. It was electric. So I'm going to finish with this. We have a super chat. We had a couple today. Um, and for those of you unaware, I mean, if you, if you drop a little, little dough and your name and a question, we'll usually read it on here. So Chris said, love the show, guys. Loved you on the Yankees, Kratz, but that shirt is making me think twice. Your Doc Pioneers knocked me and my high school team out in the 2016 district semis that one still hurts a little well i appreciate you i appreciate you in the super chat appreciate you being a fan but doc that's what we're gonna do we're gonna knock you out of we're gonna knock you out of the playoffs <laughs> we're gonna knock out some good info on on the mariners that now we're seeing uh, jerry depoto with a bunch of words on the trade so so look out on the ft youtube channel like within the very soon i'll just put that i don't want to make any false promises very soon we've got all that info coming up for you and obviously, we're back on Monday. Chris Sale Monday? We're on the street? So Chris excited. Sale action on Monday? I'm cutting my Krasinski? doc shirt and coming on all shredded. Should I wear a sleeveless Monday? All right, we'll oh. see everyone Monday, but we'll also see if we're uh, a breakdown of the Mariners finally waking up from uh, their snooze all offseason and kind of doing things, but also shedding money. More on that soon on FT. Very, very DePoto or Jerry DePoto? 54% of the time, every time. Hey, get in on the action with the FT fam at BetMGM. New customers use the bonus code FOUL, F-O-U-L, for a $1,500 first bet offer. Download the BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android or visit BetMGM.com. Sign up and deposit at least $10 into your BetMGM Sportsbook account. Place your first wager and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if the bet loses. If that bet does lose, your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is settled. Gambling problem or concern? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.